blood of Jesus. So grateful for his blood.
The joy of the Lord is my strength. I have dominion and I walk in authority. I've been washed in the blood. I'm kept by His love. I'm filled with the Spirit and by His strife. This is Drew Osman on another edition of Finding Your Purpose podcast, and what an honor it is to have you with me today. Now, you're probably going to hear the wind blowing. Uh, the wind is howling today, um, but we'll get through that. And uh, I love that song. I'm an overcomer, and it's so true. We're going to overcome this. I've read the back of the book, and we win. The church is predestined to win. That's what the most exciting thing about it is. Stay in the boat. Keep your prayer life going. Keep reading your Bible. Stay in contact with your pastor. Talk to your youth leaders. Now more than ever, we need unity in the church. Text a brother or sister in the church. Let them know you're praying for them. Let them know you love them. Call somebody. Call a friend. Stay in contact. Um, And... Today's going to be a fun podcast. We're kind of bouncing around to different parts of our country, talking to different um, preachers and evangelist pastors, and uh, kind of getting a take on what's happening in their part of the world. And uh, But first off, I do want to say our hearts were saddened a couple weeks ago to hear about the loss of um, such a fine evangelist, Elder Stanley Reisinger. And uh, what a legend of the gospel, a preacher of the truth. And he was always reaching for sinners, always looking for revival. And I want to play this today in his memory. Sealed with the Holy Ghost. Got the revelation of one God. I know 
know who Jesus is. Jesus is the Father. Jesus is the Son. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Because all these three are one. Call it the chance of all chances. Out of eight billion people, God spoke to Brother Rising. Against all the odds, you'd have looked at me, hey man, just a punk kid. Smart Ellie, been in jail. And here I am. It's kind of like one man put it like this. Amen. How'd all them animals get on that ark? Hope you didn't think old Chick Bogry became Noah. Uh huh. Didn't happen that way, folks. Noah didn't go out there and catch all them animals. God just talked. He just touched that old lion. He touched that old lioness. She started heading for the ark. Brother Rysinger was in North St. Louis, a drug addict. A dopehead, a thief, ready to blow my brains out. And God said, whoop, head for the ark, boy. Oh, you all ain't real. Some of you done forgot where he brought you from. Brother Reisinger ain't forgot where he brought him from. Let us never forget where God has brought us from and the chance of all chances. We are certainly going to miss Elder Stanley Reisinger. And uh, I do want to hear from some of y'all. I've really enjoyed the praise reports that I have received about this podcast and uh, the way it's touched people. And uh, the glory belongs to God. And uh, I'm thankful that this podcast is being a help to somebody that's the purpose of it and uh <clears throat> i mean it it seems like every podcast uh, every person i've talked to and interviewed has just been absolutely top notch i mean every one of them everybody has good things to say and uh, i leave the podcast helped and encouraged and uh Thanks to each and every one that's ever helped me. And uh, if you can, t uh, email me some ideas that, you know, y'all would like to hear possibly. Um, you know, some different things. You know, give me some feedback. You know, I don't want, you know, I would like to do some different things. And uh, I believe God's, God's helping us. And uh, especially in this time, I've got some uh, different people lined up to possibly interview and uh, so y'all help me pray about that I pray it can be a blessing so email me at findingyourpurposepod at gmail.com that is findingyourpurposepod at gmail.com and leave me a five star review and you can leave a review on the podcast app I enjoy seeing every bit of that and share with your friends share with your neighbors share with people all around and uh, <clears throat> again I'm just I'm thankful for the uh, support and the fact that this has been a blessing to each and every one so today we are going to go to Purvis Mississippi with uh, 
brother Jeremy Smith, and we're going to hear a little bit about what's happening in their community. Hope you enjoy. I'm with uh, Pastor Jeremy Smith of Purpose, Mississippi. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for the invitation, but it's an honor to be here, and uh, what a time we're living in right now. Oh, you're absolutely right. I've never seen nothing like it in my 22 years, and I'm sure you haven't either. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a very quick, funny story. I, I called my granddad, checking on him last week. He is 96 years old. He lives by himself, still drives everywhere he goes, and uh, just making sure he was okay. And uh-huh. he said, uh, he made the statement, he said, well, I've never seen anything quite like this. I said, well, if you haven't, I promise you I haven't either. <laughs> you're right. Yes, sir. Well... Brother Smith, if you could tell us a little bit about uh, the situation there in Mississippi. How's things looking as far as... Well, uh, you know, obviously all of our uh, ways of life right now have been altered by this, not just uh, here in the United States, but of course it's been mentioned worldwide. Uh, Thankfully, uh, we're not the epicenter of all this, Mm -hmm. and uh, Lamar County at this point, the county I live in, has only had two recorded cases up to this point so that's very mild compared to other areas yes and so it's not uh we're not on the front line of it right now it could change in the next few weeks but right now thankfully uh, we're not on the front line of the battle amen well if i could say it like this what do you see as being a positive through this virus well i do believe there are some positives brother osmond Mm -hmm. um one thing I, I feel like it has done, it has slowed all of us down a little bit. Yes. And maybe reassess what is really important, what is really valuable in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the work of God, uh, the children of God, our families, all these things. Um, and so I think in that regard, it's, it's also a, a very important time, I believe, uh, to be uh, what we should be to the world. Yes, in the midst of a world right now that is overtaken by panic and fear and and um, very uh, chaotic, I believe it is a perfect time for the the church to be steadfast, to be unmovable, not to be driven, uh, driven rather by uh, the winds that are blowing, but to, to shine through the darkness of all this. Yes, sir. And if you could tell us a little bit about... Uh... Your service on Sunday, I know you sent me a little picture of uh, the outside service you had. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, this past Sunday, um, it was not mandated for us here locally, but I said, you know, with all this going on, it might be a good time just to take church outside. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this past summer, we, we actually were blessed to get our hands on a, a large flatbed trailer that yeah. we have plans to use for outdoor services and for street services. And so we took church outside this past Sunday, had 11 o'clock service. The Lord granted us with beautiful weather and uh, set everything up outside. We had uh, a number of visitors join us uh, there in the, in the field that we scattered out through the field with lawn chairs. And, and uh, many of them were visibly moved uh, on by the Holy ghost and, and seen some wonderful results, not to mention, that um, that several people in the neighborhoods brought their chairs outside and, and listened to the end of the service. I received a text yesterday, Brother Osmond, yes, sir. Uh, from a lady who lives about a block away on the other side, 
and uh, she she complimented the message. I guess she was standing outside or listening outside while we were preaching, and uh, she said, she said that was some wonderful preaching. She said, and uh, she said I was out in my yard shouting. So you know, and that's not definitely not a brag on on uh, the preaching, but it is a brag on Jesus. The fact that through all this. When uh, there's a lot of things that are shutting down and, and backing up, the church has got to be on the front lines as far as yes. uh, sharing the gospel. And we might have to alter how we do services. And all of us are di- in different areas and facing different scenarios. Mm-hmm. But uh, no church cannot be an option. Some, somehow we've got to, uh, we may have to alter how we do church and make yes, some sir. adjustments in that regard. Mm-hmm. But we do have to have church and we need the Lord of these times for sure. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right, and I believe in the midst of this, there's a great revival that's stirring. I believe that. I believe that with all of my heart. Yes, sir. Well, Brother Smith, thank you for being on the podcast with us today, and we're praying that God will pour out revival on uh, Purvis. Likewise, Brother Osmond, safe from Maysville. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Smith. And I do want to say this is certainly a time the church needs to be praying for backsliders and sinners. Because if you sit back and think about it, the gods of this world are shut down, such as bars, casinos, etc. Basketball, football, baseball. Any kind of sport, it's shut down right now. And it's making people have to think about their future. And although you may be living with a backslider or somebody that doesn't go to church, your husband may not go to church, your wife may not go to church, but, and you may not ever hear them say anything, and they may not act concerned, but I promise you, when they lay their head down at night, this coronavirus epidemic has got people stirred up. Because this is the first time in history, I would say, that this many churches have been shut down at one time. And you know, this thing could clear up next week and everything go back to normal. Or this could be the beginning of the very end. And the amazing thing to me about it is just how fast the tables turned a month and a half ago, I would never dream the economy would crash like it's crashing right now. I would never dreamed I'd have been without a job. But here we are. That just lets you know how quick things can change. And if there's a backslider or somebody that's listening that doesn't have God, what are you waiting for? Because God is coming back after a bride that had made herself ready without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. And I promise you, if God said He's going to come, you better believe He's going to come. So with that being said, church, let's be praying for sinners. Let's be praying for backsliders. It's time for the church to stand up taller than it's ever stood and to shine brighter than it's ever shined. Don't be... Don't have fear. Look up. Your redemption's drawing nigh. Be excited. Be encouraged. Be helped. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. I believe there's a revival 
for each and every church right around the corner. And uh, without no further ado, I want to bring Brother Daryl Clark from Edna, Texas to the phone. Praise the Lord, Brother Clark. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. How are you? Well, I'm all right, believe it or not. Even in all this mess we're going through with this That's right. coronavirus, we're still holding in there. That's great, brother. Well, thank you for joining the podcast today. On this podcast, we have several different ministers, pastors. I even got a few missionaries. And we're just kind of uh, talking about this. Tell us a little bit about the situation in Texas. Well, right now where we are, uh, being in a small community, uh, we still have the groups, you know, where they're no more than 10 and uh, six feet apart, so forth and so on. But what we've been doing uh, as far as church, we've been, we've been uh, going on into the sanctuary, having church. Uh, we put everybody in family groups. Mm-hmm. We'll throw together every way, anyway. And we right. separated uh, to keep six feet apart. Uh, then everybody that enters the door, uh, we, we take their temperature. We have hand sanitizer available. Yes, There's ladies that go through and sanitize everything before we have church and sanitize it after we have church. Uh, then we just go and, and do the best we can to have church like we normally would without uh, having, you know, real close interaction. That's right. Yes, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do, but we're doing our best. So, so far, That's so right. good. Uh, we are contemplating moving out into our gym. We have an open air gym and yes, maybe moving out in there and having church, but we've not been bothered or, you know, nobody's come down to say anything. Uh, we've only had one uh, confirmed case of coronavirus in Jackson County, but okay. the person, person didn't contract it from uh, Jackson County. They were in Harris County, which is Houston. Uh, They went up there for something else, and they contracted up there. Now they're back in Jackson County, but they're in isolation. So really, in essence, we've not had any cases here in Jackson County. So they're not quite as strict here as they are other places. So we're we're, we're hanging in there. That's great. So so if I can put it this way, what do you see as being a positive in the midst of this virus? Well, I'll tell you one thing, we're getting things done that we normally wouldn't be getting done because you can't do That's anything right. else. That's right. Uh, and uh, But it's, it's also uh, letting us kind of get a warning of what things could come down to before Jesus comes. Uh, we, right. we know it's, it's, it's around the corner. We believe he's coming as at any time. Uh, we've heard about uh, Ohio was using... Uh, GPS notifications to see if people were conforming uh, to the lockdowns up there. Uh, I know uh, in other places in California, they're using drones to check on people. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something we don't look forward to, but we know it's coming. So it should get us aware uh, that the coming of the Lord is right around the corner. So that's, that's right. the most positive thing right, right now. And, we're, we're pressing through. We're not losing our spirit of revival. We're continuing to have, uh, you know, good church, good move of the Holy Ghost, even though it's kind of restrained, but we're That's still right. having a good move. And, and so there's a lot of positive things that can come out of anything, even the most negative things. That's right. And you know what, Brother Clark, I, I was, 
you know, I've heard so many different stories of people praying through backsliders being stirred. And I, you know, I'd be safe to say this is the, the most, uh, this many churches shut down at once in history ever. You know well, I mean? it, it is. Yes. And, and well, I just heard a, uh, a, a, broad, a broadcaster just recently that said that this will be the first time ever in the United States of known history that churches will not be able to have uh, Easter Sunday uh, services. Wow. So, uh, you know, that, that that's a major deal. That's and, major. Uh, but, you know, we have our opinions about it. I feel like a lot of this was maybe overreaction in many cases. Mm-hmm. Yes. But at the same time, uh, we don't want people to be sick. We want to be careful. And we want to conform uh, to, to the laws of our country uh, that's interposed as long as it doesn't prevent us from having our constitutional right of, of assembly and, and having church. But right. this is not just about having church. This is shutting everybody down. This that's is, right. This is shutting the churches down as well as the bars and, and that's uh, right. uh, stores and everything. So it's, it's not about that. But it is a warning that they could get, you know, particular if they wanted to be. So uh, all I can say is we're just going to live it to the best that we can and handle whatever comes our way the best we can when it comes. That's right. Well, Brother Clark, thank you so much for joining this podcast today and we're praying for revival in Edna. Thank you, sir. And stay there up there in Maysville, Kentucky. Have a good one. Yes, sir. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hello everyone, Courtney Avery here with Central Screen Printing in Central City, Kentucky. If you're looking for shirts for your youth camps, conferences, or annual meetings coming up, let me help you. We offer a wide variety of t-shirts, hats, promotional items, and much more. Be sure to mention this podcast to receive 5% off your first order and get the digitizing fee waived off your embroidery order. You can reach me at 1-800-693-3299 extension 310 or send me an email at Courtney at centralscreenprinting.com. God bless and thank you for listening. Thank you, Brother Clark. And I do want to say it is very important right now that we pray for our pastors because there is a lot of weight being laid on their shoulders right now. You know, uh, some states are a lot stricter than others. And, uh, it's just, it's, there's a lot at stake. I don't know of any pastor that would want to shut their doors. And, uh, you know, this is a very, very serious thing. Uh, one side of you wants to believe maybe this virus is real. The other side makes you wonder if this is all just a hoax by the government. But, With all that being said, we've got to pray for our pastors because they will be criticized if they shut the doors and they're going to be criticized if they keep the doors open on either side. And there's no time for criticism. I'm not saying that at all, but it's just the nature of the beast. And uh, we've, we've got to pray. We have absolutely got to pray for our pastors that God will give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on what to do and how to do it. Because this is uncharted waters that we have never had to walk in before. 
and I believe this may just be something that becomes more common. Um, I know a lot of some places are they kind of having church undercover, and you know what? That may become the norm eventually, and uh, this is just all part of the end times. But please, church, we've got to pray for our pastors. And uh, I want to bring Brother Bender to the phone. Uh, I absolutely love Brother Bender. I thank so much of his ministry. I heard him at uh, Brother Avery's back in January, I think it was, or February. He preached a phenomenal message, and the Holy Ghost moved. I absolutely love Brother Bender, and uh, he's his family's dear to our family, and uh, we just appreciate him. And uh, thank you for joining the podcast. I'm with Brother Steve Bender from Waterloo, Alabama. It's very good to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Brother Osmond. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yes, sir. So tell us a little bit about the situation in Alabama with this virus. Kind of tell us a little bit about what's going on down that way. Okay, Brother Osmond, it's much like uh, everywhere else. Of course, where we're at here in uh, Florence, Alabama, it's not real populated. But we are being affected with it, and we are having certain restrictions put on us like everybody else. And we're finding it to be a very, very trying hour upon all yes, that is around us. Yes, sir. Um, well, uh, tell us a little bit about the church situation. I know, like everywhere else, you really can't have church. So how are y'all going about that, Brother Bender? Well, you know, Brother Osmond, there is uh, a lot of pastors that are scrambling to find a venue that best suits them yes, sir. to try to keep their people connected in this very trying time. And uh, whatever pastor desires and finds best for his congregation, I'm sure not going to condemn them in this hour. Yes, sir. I myself has chosen a venue that is called Zoom yes, that sir. is connecting us. And I've tried this on three occasions and it seems to be working for us at this time yes sir of course when this all lifts we're going to be very excited to get back into the sanctuary as one body hey amen and you know brother vendor i i feel like this this may just be a stirring for god's wanting us to be a little more hungry and i believe when we get back to the house of god we're going to be thankful and have a better appreciation for being able to walk in the doors <laughs> Yes, sir. Matter of fact, it was Sunday night that I was uh, teaching, and there was a sister that sent my wife a text and said that it was through the whole message. She just sat there and wept and said she was uh, brought to the realization just how important the family of God was and being able to get together in the sanctuary. Wow. And, and, you know, Brother Ben. Brother Bender, tell us just how important you feel it is that the church binds together in unity in this hour we're living. Well, you know, Brother Osmond, it is very evident that we're all navigating uncharted waters. We've never been here before. And I believe that the Bible is very descriptive on how important the unity of the church is. Mm-hmm. But even so much the more as we are in this crisis that we're in. Yes, sir. We're not able to come together in one sanctuary. 
but I am seeing it even in this rural community that uh, the importance of our brother and our sister is even being magnified in the time of this situation. Yes, sir. Uh, and Brother Bender, just how important is it um, for us to bind together as a family at home in this last this hour we're living in? Because, you know, um, it seemed like the last several years, things just, for everybody, it just seemed like everything was so busy. Everybody had their plates full. You were running from this place to that place. And uh, that's one thing that I am thankful for is uh, being able to kind of stop for a minute and uh, just basically get a hold of things and regroup a little bit. Just how important is it to bind together with your family? Well, you know, Brother Osmond, to put a value on that would be impossible. Yes, sir. I am realizing in this hour that uh, because of this situation and everybody being uh locked in or being at home more that it has brought a realization just how important the family is Mm -hmm. i know this afternoon we've had the grandkids over and uh matt's here and my family's all here and we're enjoying this time together even though we are seeing uh, a lot of stress a lot of anxiety a lot of problems yes sir but yet I do believe that the church is going to recognize just how valuable your family really is in yes, times sir. like this. Yes, sir. Well, Brother Bender, thank you so much for joining the podcast and uh, coming on here. I love and appreciate you, and uh, I hope to have you on here again soon. All right, Brother Osmond. It's been our pleasure, and uh, pray for us as we pray for you. God yes, bless. Yes, sir. Love you, Brother Bender. the page for a new day has dawned and we've rearranged what is right and what's wrong somehow we've drifted so far from the truth that we can't get back home and where are the virtues that once gave us light and where are the morals Burned our lives Someday we all will awake And look back Just to find what we've lost We need to get back To the basics of life A heart that is pure And a love that is blind A faith that Fervently grounded in Christ The hope that endures for all time These are the basics We need to get back to the basics of life The newest rage is to reason it out Just meditate Overcome every doubt After all man is a god They say God is no longer alive But I still believe
I am with Brother Robert Davis Jr. from Wellsburg, Ohio. Good to have you on here today, brother. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. Yes, sir. So, uh, I've talked to you briefly the last few days, and uh, I've just heard of some great reports coming your direction. Just tell us a little bit about what's been happening. Well, Brother Drew, as many of, of the listeners are aware, and uh, that these are different days, and, uh, and, and our gathering together is not so much together as a full congregation. Some of us are blessed to where laws mandate 50 or less or sometimes 10 or less, and that happens to be the place where I am currently uh, preaching. And uh, so it is called for some drastic changes, and we are now uh, holding services uh, via call-in. And also they do have a little audio stream. And uh, so it does, it makes for uh, a little bit of a difference as far as approach and preaching. And you're not, you're not so much uh, worried about the, the applause lines, which a a real preacher isn't, or the amens or the, or the shout breaks. It's just, (laughs) it's just rare back and preach. Yes, and and that's what we are doing, and uh, it and uh, they'll have a, a musician. I have a, a a singer. Sometimes they'll sneak in two or three, and uh, a song leader, and then the pastor, and then myself, so we can keep under that limit. And so after the preliminaries are done, it's it's preaching time. And so I approach it the same way as I normally would: find the mind of God, rear back, preach to I feel that we've hit pay dirt, landed where God wants us, and then give an altar call, uh, press for prayer, and see what the Lord is doing. And so uh, that's the way it's worked here. And they've encouraged the saints at home that when the service is going on, you're listening in, that you come, come ready for church. Uh, Dress Mm -hmm. suit, tie, dress, hair done. You don't come in your pajamas. You don't come with bed head. <laughs> right. You, yeah. You, you come you come right. And and to find a central place for you to gather. If all your family's in church, gather in the living room. Have a coffee table. Put your Bring your Bible there. And uh, be willing and attentive to respond. When you get there 30 minutes before church starts and the preaching and the singing, you pray. And uh, they'll open the app up. And where you can hear people from all across the uh, valley and all across the congregation praying. And so it, it makes for a, a neat uh, uh, arena to where yes, where you, you may be the only one in the church building, but you hear the prayers from many different voices, varieties, and backgrounds. And, uh, and it actually has had some success here. And, uh, and that's kind of a neat thing. You end service and you wonder, all right. How did it go? Where where did God touch? Where did God bless? Where did the word find its mark? And then you begin to hear reports as people begin to text in and email in of what God did in the living rooms. There's been uh, people that have begun to pray and seek the face of God. Children that are seeking the Holy Ghost for the first time uh, after after the message. There's been a couple of cases where a lady. Uh, her and her, she goes to church. Her husband doesn't because she backslid, and, and uh, they're sitting there in the living room. They're listening to the service, and he gets under conviction and begins to repent and weep and calls the pastor and makes things right. 
and uh, and so it, and while you're preaching, you see none of this. You see chairs, empty chairs, but yeah. God is working. And another story, and this actually happens Sunday. It was preaching, and there's a man uh, who's been in church for a little while, and uh, had his mom and dad. His mom and dad were there with him during service time, and they're Catholic and have never been to an apostolic church. And and while the service was going on, Mama began to get under conviction and cry and weep and pray and. And it looks like that God is reaching into that family that has never darkened the doors of a church, but through, I guess, the medium of technology and the need and necessity of the day are now reaching and feeling after more of God. So that's, it's, it's exciting. And uh, of course, we're looking for a time where we can all be under one roof and, yes, and worship God together and don't let our, our amens bounce off the living room ceiling. That's right. But, gathered together in an atmosphere of praise and prayer and seeking after the face of God. Yes, sir. Well, Brother Davis, that is excellent. We're glad to hear the report and we're praying for uh, revival wherever you're at. So God well, bless thank you. you. Well, thank, thank, thank you, you brother. My, my pleasure. God yes, bless sir. you. Bye-bye. Folks, we could say a lot of negative things right now. I'm sure we all have things that is an inconvenience but we've got to learn as a child of God to look at the positives to look back and see what the hand of God is really doing and for me I was thinking about some positives the other day for me I feel like God is burning a greater desire into my heart and my spirit for the house of God. And I can promise you when the church doors in Maysville, Kentucky are open, whenever that is, because right now our governor is being very hard on the churches, whenever that is, there is going to be a greater desire and a fire burning deep down in my spirit. And I'm going to have a greater appreciation for being able to walk into the house of God. In my opinion, that is a positive. The other night as we were having church, uh, <clears throat> um, we have a deal. Everybody can listen. And as my dad was on there preaching, a sister in our church gave a praise report. Her husband is not in church. And through this, he sat down in the family room with his family and listened to the whole service and listened to the preaching and enjoyed himself. And I believe God is dealing with this man. And I want everybody on this podcast to help me pray for this man, that God will see him saved. We have seen, I've heard numerous reports of people praying through backsliders coming back. This is the time for the church, I've said it already, but to stand up to shine bright. There is a lot of positives going on, and the hand of God has got this. This coronavirus didn't hit God unexpected. God has a purpose and a plan for the church. And I believe that the church can stay tuned 
in with God, stand on fire with God. There is a revival like we've never seen getting ready to sweep the land. And with no further ado, I want to bring Brother uh, Gabriel Alviar to the phone. And uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the platforms they're using for their services. And uh, maybe some people will get some benefit out of this. Thank you. Praise the Lord, Brother Alviar. Praise the Lord. How are you doing? Good. I'm with the Associate Pastor of Conyers Apostolic Church in Conyers, Georgia. Uh, Brother Alviar, Jonathan Alviar's son. Man, it's, it's a, such an honor to have you on here. It's great to speak with you also, and, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to join. Yes, sir. Um, so tell us a little bit of the situation in Georgia right now. What What's some of the scenes you're seeing with this virus? Well, it, it's obvious that things are escalating here, and there have been a couple of hot spots in our, in our state. Uh, the news this morning, <clears throat> excuse me, the news this morning indicated that we had gone up in one day from just over 4,000 cases to over 5,000 cases. So over, wow. I believe over 1,000 cases in a day, mm. uh, 163 deaths. Uh, so things are, are increasing. Uh, the governor here issued a statewide stay-at-home order effective tomorrow. Uh, our county has been under one for about a week, week and a half. Uh, we had uh, two deaths in our county here one of the smallest counties in the state of Georgia. So it's definitely at our doorstep. Um, I think uh, there has been a couple of hot spots. One was up on the northwest side of Atlanta due to somebody who came home from Italy, did not know they'd been infected. And there was uh, another hot spot in Albany, Georgia, where someone came and visited a, a funeral from New York. And those two things together, uh, that has basically started our whole state into the place that it's at so pretty serious here at this point wow that's incredible brother so i know everybody has to have you know every pastor every church has a, a different approach to how they're handling uh being able to connect with their church during this time and uh tell us a little bit about how your pastor is doing that sir well first of all we we are operating under a couple of assumptions. You know, first of all, we believe this could not have come without God's permission. Uh, secondly, it didn't catch God off guard, but it is a part of his plan somehow. And then thirdly, we do believe that uh, of all God's possessions, surely the church is his priority. Um, what we have done is we have tried to honor the uh, local mandates uh, for the stay-at-home order at this point in time. Yes, sir. Um, we have elected to do uh, Zoom meetings, which is a way for us to connect with our church on a closed environment. Not to say that that's the only way we'll ever do it, but that's uh, our primary method of speaking directly to our church at this point. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, is that we basically uh, set a time and a date and send out invitations through uh, zoom and and then we meet with our our people that way we have direct connection with them able to schedule face-to-face -face meetings if we need to and um, it's been a blessing to us to be able to immediately reach out and, and connect with people um, e even outside of the coronavirus 
uh, sickness really hit our church hard. Uh, you know, people showing symptoms that were not necessarily matching with the coronavirus, but we had, I think the 15th, March 15th, the evening service, we had two thirds of our congregation out sick. Wow. So, you know, this just, it's the time of year, the pollen here, they're saying this is one of the world record or the, the record for their uh, recorded uh, numbers for pollen this year in this area. So it's, you know, there's just a, a number of things converging and that Zoom meeting allows us to keep from, from mixing what may seem like other symptoms from other issues in with the real COVID-19. Yes, sir. Well, Tell us of some of the positives you've seen take place during this virus. I know we could all say several negatives, but tell us some of the positive things. Well, one of the things that happened actually started happening a little beforehand. We had um, on March 8th of every year or the closest approximation to that, uh, we have what we call Miracle Sunday, and that's where we celebrate the tremendous miracle that happened in our church where God orchestrated the events that paid off an enormous church mortgage. So every wow. year since then, that this is the fifth year, uh, fifth anniversary, we celebrate with a, what we call a miracle Sunday. And so we had a number of visitors show up off of the street. Uh, of course, you know, every time we have service, it seems like we've got potential for visitors and, and this, in this particular instance, these two young ladies uh, came in, sat towards the back, uh, probably midway through the service, and in the altar service came down to the front and were crying and praying. And long story short, uh, we ended up baptizing her last Sunday. So we had wow. church service with four people uh, that Sunday. We had my father, the organist, the sound man, and myself, and uh, we we ended that service and then kind of made a little bit of an exchange and, and those two ladies came in with another lady from our church and they got her ready and we baptized her in Jesus name. I think there was a total of seven people in the building at that point and we still baptized somebody in the name of Jesus. So That's incredible. There's still pe people connecting that way, you know, and the other thing about it is that I, I know a lot of times we don't put stock in and uh, those times when people you know, finally turn to God because of some uh, emergency in their lives or some perceived threat. And, and maybe this is one of those times, but, but people's hearts, at least. Are more open now than they have been in, in a time. And, and uh, who knows what that response will be long-term, but in the short term, at least they're interested. And so, I think it's yes, a good sir. time to capitalize on that. And, uh, you know, I was on a phone call with a, uh, with a, a man who is the owner of a group of uh, ministry tools, electronic mm -hmm. tools. And uh, he happens to be um, a former disaster specialist within the federal government and has, you know, all the degrees in disaster recovery. And one of the things he pointed out is one of the standard operating procedures in the time of of a disaster or emergency is for the leaders to over communicate what go ahead bro okay all right so so i was uh on a conference call earlier last week with a group of ministry leaders for uh some 
uh, ministry tools, electronic tools. Uh, these are non-denominational folks, but but they uh, produce these electronic tools. And uh, one of the things that they were talking about, the, the leader of that organization actually is a former federal disaster recovery specialist, uh, you know, master's degrees, uh, doctor's degrees, whatever, in yes, uh, disaster recovery. And one of the things that he was saying is that the principles that they use for disaster is that they ask leaders to over communicate with their people. Uh, basically it feels like you're over communicating, but it's a time when people really want to hear from you. They want to know what's going on. They need some extra security and assurances. Uh, I feel like that's kind of what uh, president Trump is doing right now with his meetings every single day, which is probably more than he needs to do, mm -hmm. but it's reassuring to people to hear from him every single day and from these, these specialists for the, day by day play by play yeah and um and, and really that's what we're trying to do with zoom too uh, we had a conversation last night about ways to communicate on a daily basis with everybody that we're working with uh you know you can use this zoom tool uh for church services there's no question especially if you um, have a, a good sound man who can connect to a soundboard you can run a full sounds a uh, full service through a zoom meeting Wow. The, the other side of that is that that you can also uh, pair it back and have the one-on-one -on -one conversations. You can schedule meetings with uh, uh, ministers and training in the church, still have, you know, trainings that way. You can uh, have youth group get-togethers and hangouts kind of through that thing, which is a protected environment. Uh, oh, and God. one of the most awesome ways that you can use Zoom, which is uh, something that uh, I think is going to be a very powerful tool going forward from this this pandemic is the ability to use zoom to teach one-on-one -on -one bible studies yeah and re really all it requires is a meeting id and and if you have that that connection you can speak to somebody you know however you do that you text them you email them you call them uh, if you use social media you connect with them that way but then you can set up a date and time to Zoom. They don't have to leave the comforts of their house, and you can teach a Bible study straight through that method. Very, right. very powerful tool. Well, let me ask you this. So what What about somebody that's, uh, say, in your church that doesn't have Internet? Is it fairly easy to connect? So when you create a, a invitation uh, for the Zoom meeting, let's say that you go into the Zoom uh, platform and you set up a meeting, it automatically generates an invitation. And on the right-hand side of that same meeting screen, there is a link where you can click to copy the invitation. That invitation has three things in it. It's got a direct link that will allow somebody on a desktop or laptop computer to go in uh, and join via the internet browser. It'll also allow them to use that same link to join on an iPad or, or tablet device or a smartphone. Uh, those two devices, though, require the use of the download of an app. You don't have to start an account with Zoom to get the app. You just get the app, you click on the link from the email, and it opens up. But if somebody doesn't have those two other two options, or if their internet is unstable at that point in time, there is a, the second thing that that invitation includes is what's called a one-tap mobile link. So basically, when you click that hyperlink, it calls that specific conference room or meeting for Zoom, and it is embedded with the passcode to get you into the meeting. So they don't even have to type anything in. Wow. But if that doesn't work, 
or if they don't have email, if they can get a hold of the phone number, which is the third thing that's in the invitation, if you can, you know, maybe call them and tell them about this number, you can call a phone number and you can give them the meeting invitation number, which is the passcode. Wow. And they would use that and they'd be able to log right in uh, via telephone. So no matter if, no matter what degree of technology they have, as long as they have a, a phone of some kind, they can join the meeting and get on there. So it's, it's a very powerful wow. tool, makes it easy to use. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm not advocating Zoom for everybody. I realize that the video aspect, at least e even in a closed conference environment, environment, may not be appealing to some, but, but it's a very powerful tool. And the other thing is that you can have it automatically recorded so that you can save the audio later. Uh, for people to to pull, like if you have a tape ministry or CD ministry, um, yeah. whatever, you can pull that recording then to use for later. So so it's got a lot of options built in there. And I think the basic pro platform, which is what I would suggest for most churches, comes with a hundred um, participants in any meeting, which for most churches is more than sufficient. You know, if you've got a mother and father and kids joining together, which I would suggest if you're having a family meeting. Uh, that limits it to just that's all those people on just one uh, participant. So so it, it can compress even if you've got more than 100 people in your church, the chances of you falling under that 100 limit is pretty strong. And it's only like 15 bucks a month. So wow. very, very reasonable. Wow, man, that's that is good. You know, I've also heard, uh, you know, about churches that are actually using that for testimony service. Have you heard of that? Absolutely. Yes. You, you can open the meeting in such a way that all the participants are muted uh, and they're unable to show their screen or show their face, but you can turn that off too. So if you, if you want to take prayer requests, have testimony service, you know, you, you can open it up on that platform for them to be able to do that. Again, you know, uh, my, my brother is our church's youth, uh, leader we're working together uh, we're working on this before the call uh, today about getting him set up so that he can host a young people's meeting where it's just the young people communicating and having a little party uh, so to speak for the zoom platform so very very capable tool for all of that um, and then the one-on-ones you know if, if you if a pastor needs to to speak to somebody in the church you can obviously do so via text you can do so via a phone call if, if you want face-to-face -face meeting, you can schedule those individual face-to-face -face meetings that block anybody else from being able to join that call. So that's a very powerful tool. Wow. That's awesome, brother. Well, man, I, I appreciate your time today. Very informative. Well, let, let me leave you with one other thing, if I may. Um, yes, just sir. to connect in with this. Absolutely. You know, Go ahead. One of the things that, that I've been thinking about on a personal level is – the difference between Acts chapter 1 verse 7 and Acts chapter 8 verse 1. In Acts 1 and 8, Jesus told the disciples that they would receive mm -hmm. power after the Holy Ghost come upon them and they would be witnesses unto him in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. And Peter echoed that in verse 39 of chapter 2 when he said that the promises to you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But what happened mm -hmm. from there is they stayed in Jerusalem. They did not yes, go sir. out. But in <laughs> Acts 7, at the end, is, in Acts 7 is where we see that Stephen is stoned, 
and they laid the coats at the feet of one man named Saul. And then Acts 8 and 1 says that because of that persecution, they began to leave Jerusalem to go out and spread the gospel. I'm not saying what? that what we're going through is persecution, but, but I, I do feel in this time that we're living in that, that perhaps this is a nudge from God for us to get out in some way and spread the gospel in a way that perhaps we've never thought about using before. Yes, sir. These are not conventional means. You know, when we started using Zoom, we didn't become liberals overnight. I'm still just as conservative <laughs> now as I've always been. Yes, uh, sir. You know, I'm sitting here talking to you right now in a suit and a white shirt and tie. I, I'm just yes, as sir. conservative as I've ever been. But but if this is really from God trying to push the church to communicate the gospel to new people, I, I want to be ready uh, to do my to, to play my part. And that's, that's right. You know, if that requires a Zoom meeting. You know, I'm not justifying it. I'm not trying to say everybody has to use it. I'm not saying if you don't use it, you're not called of God. <laughs> you know, right. I'm not, not trying to put any of those things, conflate yes, that message on anybody else. But I do feel like we have scriptural precedent that when times of oppression or, or persecution or even something like this, some sort of pandemic comes along for us to get out and spread the gospel in a new way. Uh, I think it's a very challenging time. And it's, I think it's an exciting time. I'm it not is. worried about the church. I'm not worried about the gospel. He's going to have a truth that endures to all generations and a, and a message that's going to endure. So I think it's an exciting time. So I, I just yes, want to leave that little word of hope for somebody feeling like, you know, like the traditional means are cut off. You know, let's do what we got to do. Let's get out of Jerusalem and go find somebody and bring them back to the house of God. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for them words, Brother Alvear. Thank you for joining the podcast, and we're looking forward to having you again soon. Thank you very much. God bless you. Yes, sir. God bless. And this concludes today's episode. You can email me at findingyourpurposepod at gmail.com. That is findingyourpurposepod at gmail.com. And we hope to have another episode out by next week. So just be looking, and uh, we're doing this during the corona crisis. A lot of people can't go to church. I'm without a job right now, so it gives me something to do, get my mind off things, and uh, y'all just be praying for me, and I'm praying for each and every one of you. Pray that y'all continue to be blessed. Keep your head lifted high, because God is going to bring us on the other side. Love each and every one of y'all. Thanks.